This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Astro Line. Astro Line. Astro Line. Carbach Brewing Company presents Sports Talk 790 Astro Line. Astro Line. The official preseason show of Astros baseball. This is where we talk about your Astros. Join the show. Post your questions and comments on social media. Just be sure to hashtag Astroline. That ball is gone. See you later. Live from Duffy's Sports Bar in West Palm Beach, Florida. Sports Talk 790 Astroline starts now. Hey, welcome to Astroline. We're at Duffy Sports Grill. Anybody here? We got a huge crowd in here for good reason. I'm Steve Sparks. Uh, Astroline is the hot stove show for the Houston Astros, and uh, it's brought to you by Carbock Brewing Company in downtown West Palm Beach, right in the thick of spring training. And my co-host today is a very special guest, Mike Caps, who's going to be broadcasting the next five games on the radio with Robert and myself. Uh, but Mike, thank you for joining us. Uh, it, this is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, it is. It is. It Welcome is, it back is. to the family, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Round Rock Express, glad to be back. I Trust me when I tell you that. We've got a special guest tonight, and it's the probably the best manager in the major leagues. And I'm not just saying that because you're sitting here, right? Thank you. And it's A.J. Hinch, <laughs> the skipper for the Astros. A.J. Uh, is in here. The game took three and a half hours. It didn't make things easy for us to get right. here on time, did it? No, I mean I didn't make it though. I didn't miss. I didn't miss the first segment, which I thought I was going to. Eighteen and uh, a half seconds. You got here before we, we started. That's all you needed. I showed you're up right on time. So. And you're beating up just a little bit. I know. Well, it's, we it's stressful. You coming. know, when I have you next to me, I never know where you're going to go with this interview. <laughs> uh, I trust everyone in the room outside of you, and uh, I don't think any of these people are here to listen to you talk. Well, you're, you can, you're a wise man. <laughs> you can trust Mike Caps, and Mike wants to talk to you about today's game. Okay. Blown away by Verlander. It just And it was an interesting scene there toward the end. He didn't want to come out of the game. I mean, he's, right. then, then he ratchets it up to 96, 97, and, and finally it's time to go get him. But I, I just thought he looked great. He did, and, and he always looks great. But I, I love, actually, it's one of the rare guys that I'm glad he got into some trouble. I'm glad that he got taxed. He does dial it up. Um, spring training has been relatively easy for him, and, and so it's nice to see him, you know, have a little traffic on the bases. He he does dial it up a little bit. He told me, you know, AJ, all I really want out of today is to build my pitch count, so he used all his pitches up before his outing was over, so I had to go get him. But um, he is – he's tremendous, and, and it's by how he works, how he shows up every day, the, the influence he has on our young pitchers. You know, I'm going to um, – I'm going to talk about the top of our rotation a lot this year when you look at Verlander and Cole, and, and that's no disrespect to the rest of them, but those guys are, are next-level type pitchers. No doubt. No doubt. We see a high percentage of change-ups in spring training. All three outings so far, he's made good use of it, and it's not an ordinary change-up. He's fiddled with his grip time and time again the last few years, but it looks like he's settled on something, and it works well. Yeah, well, I need him to have this kind of success in April so he keeps using it. We all know if he yeah. gets to the real game and he gives up a – 
a hit or two, he may abandon it because his other pitches are so good. But, uh, every, you know, we always say every year everybody's got something to work on, and he's mixing in this changeup. He's evolving a little bit. He's not going to throw 97 every year. Um, I mean, he's kind of he's kind of challenging, you know, the test of time a little bit. But he, he's, he's always working on something um, to be a little bit more elite. What kind of an example is that to everybody else who's, who's on a Hall of Fame trajectory and you have a J.B. Bukowskis or some young guy over in the corner watching him still try to get better? Yeah, let me tell you a story. So we, we have these kids throw, uh, and I say kids, they're in their early 20s. They're brand new to big league camp. So it's Forrest Whitley or Corbin Martin or J.B. Bukowskis or, um, you know, Belak. I mean, there's, we have a lot of really good arms, but they'll, we, we have them watch the older guys throw their bullpens. And so they'll look at Verlander and Cole who will miss their spot by a ball's width and get really frustrated. And so, you know, Corbin Martin kind of leans over and says, hey, is that, is that not good? Like, is that not, you know, like, oh, they missed their spot by literally half, a, half an inch or two, and they're, they're very frustrated. So it is good examples for them. It's um, more importantly is every five days. If you roll into a series and, and, and Cole and Verlander are pitching, I, I like it. <laughs> I, like, I like our chances. What's, an, what's another team thinking? You know, they, they fly into town. You guys look at the other team and who, who they have facing. And when you have those two against you in a certain series, it doesn't oh, look good for you. No, it doesn't. And, we, you know, that's – and, again, Colin McHugh or, or um, you know, Wade Miley's new addition this offseason. We'll talk about Peacock and Valdez fighting for the fifth spot. Um, one thing we got spoiled at last year, and, and you know, a couple guys are gone and, and Lance got hurt, but um, – we, we threw out a good pitcher every single day. And when you do that, you know, you used to look up in the USA Today or you used to look up, now it's all fancy with apps and on your phones, and you look at the matchup. I don't care where the game's going. It's still about the starting pitcher matchup. And when your and name is better than their name, Man, your name's better than their name, you feel pretty good. Well, it's always been that way in this game. The other side of it is it has to be for you, seated in that dugout, uh, a thing of beauty to watch it unfold. I mean, we know how great these guys are and how they work with these young kids. But from your perspective, it must be great to fill well, out it's a great on the front. Card. It's great on the front end because when you hand them the ball to start the game, uh, you feel like your team's going to win. On the back end of trying to take them out of the game, I would offer any of you in this in this <laughs> building to walk out and take the ball out of Verlander and Cole's no. hand and see what it's like. I mean, these guys, they are finishers. You, you know, it's – like you asked about today, spring training game, meaningless game. We're just sure. trying to get our work in. It's, it, and we're trying to make sure that we're prepared for the start of the season. At 60 pitches, um, you know, he's in 97, 98 miles an hour. That's going to be 100 pitches, 115 pitches, 120 pitches for these guys. And every time I think that they're, they're getting tired, I'll see 100 on the board. And that's Garrett Cole will reach back and throw 100, or JV will reach back and throw 96, That's a message to you. It is kind of, it, you know, kind of gets me to the top step and then puts me back in my chair. <laughs> it looked like to it today. Step. Honest right. to God, it looked like it. Well, today was different because I just didn't want him to get too far into the pitch count. And we say this all the time. If we, we were gonna, I was going to pull him at 55 pitches. That was my goal. At 51 pitches, I, you know, I motioned out to him like one more hitter. And, of course, that guy has like an eight-pitch at bat. That happened against foul, the Rays last yeah, year. he's going to foul balls off Remember left that? and right. Yeah, so yeah. I try not to to set a pitch count for any of these guys that I, that I, that I don't stick to. But um, sometimes the game will take you that way. But more importantly, they're, these guys are crazy conditioned athletes that can handle it, and, and they're pretty good. You're listening to Asher Line. We're at Duffy Sports Grill in West Palm Beach. A.J. Hinch is our guest. And, and A.J., here's a question I've been wanting to ask you for a while. How do you keep on top of your game? How do you try to better yourself from year to year? You're a great communicator, and that evolves over time. But what are the other things that you're trying to sharpen? 
Well, first and foremost, I try to make sure that our interviews are entertaining. Me and you. Oh, yeah. Pre-game interviews. Pre-game every day. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I so think that's you, a goal of yours? I think you can get better. I, I don't uh, worry about my performance. So the questions are, are lacking, so you feel like that's, that's held you back? I feel back. like you can get better. The second part of the way I get better, I, you know, I, I have to always evolve with the players. We have a different team every year. Right. And I know it doesn't feel that way because I can rattle off Bregman and Altuve and Correa, Springer, you know, JV and Cole coming back this year. Um, for the most part, we have a, a returning team, but every team's vibe is different, and, that, and I have to be a little different. Um, mm. You know, I've gotten into YouTube a little bit this year because Alex Bregman. Yeah, I know why you got into it. You had to to I monitor to. your third monitor baseman. my third baseman and make sure he's not, <laughs> not too far out there. Um, you know, you, you start to just learn the likes of your team you, you know, from, a, from, a, from a team management standpoint, a culture management standpoint. From the baseball side of it, um, no, one, no one hates a bad decision more than me. So I, I, it can be the right decision for the right reason if it doesn't work out. These are like... Like your kids, or then you start to question yourself. Yeah, you start to question yourself on what your processes are and how you're making decisions. Like, when do you play? Am I playing Tony Kemp enough? Am I playing Jake Marisnik enough? Am I, you know, how can I, you know, this year, where, how am I going to move Diaz around the field? I have to come up with a lot of different scenarios, and it, it's, you know, what do they call like a, like it's a big boy problems. It's a first place team problems yeah. that I have to figure out how to work all these guys in the lineup. But, um, you know, I try to be perfect, and and that's my nature, and. I try to be relatable to the players and get to know them. I got Michael Brantley. I never met him before until the All-Star game last year. Uh, my job is to unlock his, his best version of himself. That's going to take me some, some work to get better. You and I talked about this, or, or we did talk about it at, at your morning briefing, and, and you talk about a different team. You have a different catcher to start out with. You have two that you've had that you know a little bit. Rob Chirinos is a different animal. I mean, he can hit you 20 home runs there at, at, if he's playing at Minute Maid and right. he's healthy. It's still a different kind of person for you to deal with and, and bullying him into the mix. Well, we're trying to get the Ranger out of him, to be honest. Well, um, I think you did that already. <laughs> no, we, 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 we poke fun at him because he, we got to see him 19 times a year. And uh, he's super serious. As much as you see, you know, as, as – Happy-go-lucky as Altuve is or, or, or Bregman or, you know, we see how much fun we have with Yuli and we all pick on Jake. And uh, Robinson is a very, very serious guy behind the plate. Big-time family man, big-time Christian, someone who, who you show up every single day, you know what you're going to get. Now we have to implement that into our culture. He's got to learn all the pitchers. Um, regardless of his experience level, he's got to gain the trust of those guys. And so I've had to catch him a lot early in spring training and, and – that's not normal for a mid-30s catcher, but I, I've got to get him enough game time with, with all of our different guys. And he's taking it serious. Uh, sometimes I'm not sure yet when, when to poke fun at him, when to mess with him a little bit because it's, you know, he did brighten up a little bit. The other morning I, had a, I have a team meeting every morning, and I try to keep it light. I joke with these guys. I embarrass a lot of them. I'll bring up some plays in the game. It's a little bit of baseball, a little bit of fun, a little bit of banter. Um, but, but at that particular lineup, we had Chirinos hitting eighth and Diaz hitting ninth. And that's 36 home runs last season between the two of them. Um, and, so of course, it was just when I did that, Reddick's raising his hand going, well, I hit 17 and I'm in the seven <laughs> hole. So, you know, there, there's that banter starts and Chirinos is like sat up straight and said, I hit 18 home runs. Like that, that was like the first time in camp in three weeks where he's actually smiled. I'm going to be so interested to see. I know this kid very, very well. I'm going to see – how he blends in, because I got to tell you, there's a side to him you haven't seen yet. He can be that clubhouse oh, yeah. clown if he well, has to be. Well, when we signed him, Altuve came in and said, oh, man, Chirinos, he's serious. Like, they, they know. I mean, oh, yeah. our guys know sure. him very well. Absolutely. But they, 
Um, I do think we're gonna we're gonna be pleasantly surprised. We, it's really hard. It's hard for the fans. It's hard for me when you see some familiar names leave. And the other day sure. we were up in Atlanta, and Brian McCann came in my office, gave me a big, great big hug. I know for a fact we may not win the World Series without his performance in the world. He caught all seven games. Sure. Um, that will that will last forever in my memory bank. Um, you know, Maldonado last year came over and completely shut the running game down. Um, we're going to have another story like that next year at this place when I'm sitting here saying, you know, Robinson Chirinos, what his contribution, hopefully it's 20-plus homers and, and that presence that you're talking about, and, and we win another World Series and maybe have a trophy sitting on this desk. No Mike, doubt. Mike Caps and Steve Sparks here. We're talking with A.J. Hinch. 2019 Astros spring training is underway right now. This place is beautiful. Come catch your Astros in action at the Fit Team Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. For tickets and more information, visit astros.com slash spring training. What do you love about this complex? This is the third season here now. Uh, you feel it very accommodating? I do. It's, it's, it's a perfect spring training complex for us. It's very uh, friendly to everything that we need to do. It's, it's very convenient. The travel is tremendous. We went up to Jupiter all the way. That whole, like, seven-minute drive from our place to the Jupiter <laughs> Isn't that great? complex is great. Um, you know, it's very accommodating. We get our work in. We still get to interact with the fans a little bit. Um, it just it has everything that you can state of the art and it has everything that you could ask for. The stadium is, is separate from our practice facility. Yeah. So we use the backfields quite a bit, uh, which I like a little better. It feels a little bit more like training camp and less like pregame. Pregame is different. Something we'll, we'll graduate to towards the end of camp. Um, but quality of fields, a plus, um, you know, the, 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 the convenience factor, a plus the, the, the weather, um, has been good. It was all the way down to 63 degrees the other day. Yeah, uh, and that lady over there sitting in the front row, she was crying about that the other day. Yeah, no, I was too. I had to wear my sweatshirt. <laughs> it bothered me. Um, but I, I think there's a there's just a there's a comfortable uh, vibe here that that we have so many teams around us. You know, I think our guys are tired of facing the Mets and the Nationals and the you know and the Marlins. But yeah, uh, they can go to Dunedin and play the Blue Jays. That's right. So they can take the trip up to Philly with me next week to go to Clearwater. <laughs> so uh, I love it here. It's interesting, too, to as you talk about all of the travel, you did hold out Altuve today. Can you up, update fans on the situation with him and, and what that was all about? Yeah, I mean, it's, this is the time of year where it's, um, we're going to be so super careful with, and cautious with him uh, and others. I mean, he, he came up after batting practice and just felt a little cranky, didn't, didn't like the way he was feeling. And after so he hit immediate, today? Yeah, he hit today, and everything's fine. It's it just gets headlines nowadays because of, sure. of the way that everybody's concerned about every single player. Bregman, you know, came out of the game the other day. If they feel anything, I just get them out of the game. It's really easy. I mean, we're not trying to win much on March 7th or March 8th. It's you're trying to trying to make sure you build them towards the, you know, towards the end of the spring. But um, you know, it's uh, it's something we're going to have to monitor. Obviously, I don't love the fact that he was sore, but I kind of do. This spring training is built into three segments. The first of it, I want to get him. I want to get them up and running and kind of ease them into action. The second part of it, I want to fatigue them to the point of, of being sore. And then the third, I got to sharpen them up and get them ready for the season. So we're just in that middle section where they, they should feel bad. Would they you, should be sore. They should would, be tired. When you sharpen them up toward the end, are you backing off a little too at the same time? A little bit. I mean, we'll, we'll play, you know, I'll try to lengthen a game or two out of them. Uh, uh, I'll put them into their roles a little bit more. You'll see Jake come in the seventh, eighth, and ninth okay. inning, or you'll see uh, you'll see me start to start to play them when they're when they're no, where they're going to hit where they're going to normally hit. Okay. Like right now, the other day, I almost hit Chirino second, which I I should do like a social media test where I do where I do something crazy yeah, like that, and then all of a sudden, it'll, yeah, Twitter will blow up and and people will wonder if I'm going to hit him there during the season. But it's just trying to get him in out of the game fast enough. 
I just wanted him to get two at-bats and get out of there. Sure. And stuff like that. Uh, it truly is an exhibition game, and, and that's why you can't take things literal. Even like playing Brantley in right field today, or I'm going to play Diaz in left field on, on, on Saturday. Uh, Tony Kempel will move around the field. Stuff like that. I just try everything. Spring training. Well, you want that flexibility, but Brantley showed you that uh, he can make a pretty nice catch So let me tell you a story right? about that. So, the end of, so if, you're, if anybody wasn't at the game, Brantley played five innings of defense, and um, after four innings, Joe Espada, our bench coach, had gone to him because I told Joe, like, hey, one more inning of defense, and then, and then he's done. But I wanted him to get a ball, hit a ball hit to him. So he comes off the field, Brantley goes to, and Espada goes to him and says, hey, you're done. Ronnie Dawson's going to take over right field for you. And I came in the dugout after Joe, and I was like, Brant, one more inning of defense. And he was like, hey, he, he told me I was done. You told me I'm playing. I'm like, no, you haven't got a ball yet. You're going to play until you get a ball. So there's two outs in the fifth inning. And Tony Kemp yells at him and says, hey, man, this one's coming your way. And sure enough, it was hit over his head, and, and uh, it was a less than graceful finish to the play, but we got the out. Yeah, and he, he looked a little turned around when he went for it. He, but he, again, so he, he hadn't played play. right field. He so he hadn't play. played right That's field right. in 11 years. That's right. That's right. But, but I don't care. He turned out okay. Out he caught right. the ball. All right, That's you're right. listening to Asher Line presented by Carbock Brewing Company live from Duffy Sports Grill, downtown West Palm Beach. We'll be right back with A.J. Hinch. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox's Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. With plenty of player interaction and warm weather, spring training is something every baseball fan needs to experience. So, get to West Palm Beach and see your Houston Astros in action at the 15 ballpark of the Palm Beaches. While you're here, don't miss our 20 craft breweries and 47 miles of beautiful beaches. Start planning your trip at thepalmbeaches.com for the best way to experience Florida. Hey, Astros fans, single-game tickets go on sale tomorrow at the Astros look to take it back. Single-game tickets are available starting March 8th at astros.com slash tickets or by calling 1-877-9ASTROS. Mike Caps with Steve Sparks here. Our guest is Andrew J. Hinch, manager of the Houston Astros. AJ, when's the last time anybody called you anything other than AJ? Um... Never, really, never. So when you were in grade school, you were AJ already. I was AJ already. Yeah, you really? know when I was when I was growing up, my mother would use Andrew when she meant it. Um, uh, I <laughs> Did think you get I, a lot of trouble. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was I was a little bit of a prankster with my older sister, and so um, occasionally that would come out. But for the most part, yeah, I've gone with with the initials. AJ, Mike Caps is with us, and he's the voice of the the Round Rock Express. And when we talk or think about what. You guys are going to be able to provide the city of, of Round Rock as far as a competitive team. It looks like it's going to be a juggernaut. It will be. It will be a good team. One of the one of the strengths of the organization is that we have a lot of good players, and and you know we have. I think Jeff told me we have the fifth greatest uh, best prospects uh, farm system in baseball, and a lot of those guys have gone up. We have some guys that are stuck in AAA. Um, you know, I think of a guy like AJ Reed who hits twenty right. plus home runs every year. Who, if the if the team broke now, you probably have to go down to AAA again. But um, we have a good combination of some veteran guys there, but also some young pitching. The, the young pitching is what I'm the most impressed with. 
Um, you know, you're going to see Corbin Martin. You're probably going to see Forrest Whitley at some point. Uh, Brandon Belek's really good, a kind of an under-the-radar guy. Uh, there's just there's a lot of good things going on in our in our PD system, and that that usually helps the, the minor league affiliates. And then um, we'll try to grab your best guys when we can, uh, when we need them. No but, doubt. Um, that's the way the system works. And, and the good thing about us is you guys are really going to like the – the style of play. Mickey Story is a first-year manager there. He's gonna he's gonna be young and relatable and and very personable to the to the fan base. Very good for our players. And um, but the the star appeal I think is gonna happen there. Kyle Tucker, uh, if things broke today, would probably be in AAA. And um, we'll see where Derek Fisher ends up. He's having a tremendous camp. But he really is. It's a it's it's a good it's a good system that um, and AAA is tough because everybody. There's, there's a portion of the roster that wants to be there. They're on their way up. There's a portion of the roster that's hanging on. They're on their way down. And then there's a group in the middle. Um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a great opportunity for us to have our uh, two top affiliates in the state of Texas and, and close to Houston where we can, uh, we can keep tabs on them. You know, it's, there is an art form to keeping AAA players engaged to the point where the fire is still there, the passion is still there, the want to is still there. Right. How do you go about that? Well, we communicate what their situation is with all of them. Um, and there's a fine line. I don't, I don't necessarily want all of them to be happy to be there. I mean, I, I do think there's a good motivator, motivator um, in, in having a little bit of angst on, on being there. Not if it gets detrimental or not if you get sort of the AAA blues and, and you're frustrated. But um, I've, I've told our players, I said this in our opening meeting with the players, that you know, you have a responsibility to everybody in this room that if you're not going to break with us, that you're going to be ready to help us because we don't have a lot of time on this type of team to wait for you to be ready. So if something happens up top and we, we have an injury, like you're thrust into a playoff caliber, World, World Series caliber team right now. Um, this isn't 2012, 2013, 2014, where you get to try hard and see if you can make it. This is a this is a, a performance league now, especially on this type of team, to where if you come up, you should look at Verlander and Cole and Altuve and Bregman and these guys. And your responsibility is to be ready. And um, if you're not, we're, we have enough guys, we'll call somebody else up. And that's the tough love communication that we give them to, to hopefully keep them motivated. I think it's a great idea. And, and, and simply because as a youngster, you got to know it's, it's now or never. For the most part, right? It is, well, it is because you only get so many opportunities. I mean, it's you got to be ready for your opportunity when it comes. And um, you know, again, it's it's not to make the big leagues out to be this 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 daunting task of trying to to, to, to complete it. But I, I will tell you, um, you know, a step from A ball to double A is big. A step from double A to triple A is 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 fairly big. There's not a bigger step in in the world he'll take athletically than from the from triple A to the big leagues. Um, both, you know, from your personal standpoint, your professional standpoint, your lifestyle, your just playing the, this this game at the top level, um, it's a big leap. And and when you have a, a winning caliber team at the big league level, uh, we don't have a lot of patience for you not being ready. One of the fans here at, at Duffy Sports Grill wants to know what your impression of Abraham Toro is so far. Toro's been good. Yeah, yeah. Toro's the first ever um, Venezuelan-born, French-speaking Canadian. Quite a that mix. I've ever met. It's quite yeah, a mix. Definitely a different combo. Switch hitter, really powerful guy. Um, you know, he's a he's a guy that came kind of came on during the Arizona Fall League and started to make himself known. He hits the ball as hard as anybody on our team, and our team hits the ball pretty hard. So I, uh, when you look at some of the some of the 
analytics behind why he performs well. It's because he hits the ball really hard. He can play third base. We're introducing first base to him. Um, I love versatility. You can't just play one position. Uh, but he's he's a no-nonsense, pretty serious, um, keeping, his, keeping his mouth shut, keeping his eyes mm -hmm. open. He's learned. Um, he's gotten a lot of starts. Bregman missed the first you know, week to 10 days, yeah. so he got to start at third base quite a bit, standing next to Correa and Diaz and the big leaguers. That's it means a lot. Uh, good, a good experience for him. When, when you talk about technology, it feels like the pitchers have gotten the, the most usage out of some of the cameras and, and feeling out how they can spin the ball better, things like that. And hitting such a reactionary thing, how can hitters use technology to kind of catch up? Yeah, we're trying to figure that out as an industry um, because it's, it's hard. You know, when, when you work on the pitching technology side of things, you know, how you, how you hold the ball, how it comes out of your hand, uh -huh. the high-definition video, the high-speed video, you control everything. You can change one thing and, and, and get immediate feedback. When it's hitting, I'm still reacting to what the pitcher's doing. So I can't just simply take a swing on every pitch and, and then get feedback because I have the context of the pitch has to be involved. Um, that's why the hitters have been a little bit slower. I think the, you know, some of the, some of the um, you know, things that you're going to see in the future is kind of where your weight is balanced on the, on the boards, oh, uh, on the ground. From you're the gonna ground up. Yeah, you're going to start from the ground up. You're going to see some technology introduced on the bat. You know, blast motion is, is around now. We're still trying to figure out how that can help somebody, the visual training stuff. I mean, there's, there's little things that can happen. Um, but to be honest with you, some players, you don't want them to know how, how they do it. They just do it. It's just natu naturally good at some things. They're, you know, you got to be an athlete in the batter's box. You can't be a sort of a laboratory rat. You have to, you have to react to the, to the pitches that are coming your direction. And um, it's important for us to, to balance that technology can help us, but athleticism can help us too. When you bring these guys up from each sequential level, how much more are, are, are they exposed to what you're trying to do at the big league level in, in terms of, of, all, of all the information that comes yeah, so that. we we do it. We actually do it. We flipped it on its head. And, and from the very beginning, when a guy enters our organization, he immediately gets introduced to our defensive positioning. He gets introduced to our technology. Um, we want our a ball kids to, to think that normal is 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 playing up the middle. If you're a shortstop or a second baseman, depending on the pull side of the hitter, our normal. If you if you have a kid right now, if you took a six or eight, seven, ten-year-old kid, and I said, hey, run to shortstop. They would run right in between second base and third base and stand right in the middle because that's where the game has sort of taught you to be. If you're an Astro and you're an A-ball and they say, hey, run to shortstop, he's automatically going to run. Is it righty or left middle? Right, he's going to say, is it a right-handed guy or left-handed guy? Carlos Correa was doing that at 18. Alex Bregman was doing that right out of the draft. Um, these kids are Ruse and Jeremy Pena and, and – and, uh, the younger kids that we have, are, are they, they, their normal is now shifted off of the, the handedness of the hitter. So for us, we don't want anything new really necessarily introduced to the Major League leather other than the competition. The way we go about our business, the way that we, what they're going to be expected to do should be built from the ground up when they first get into the organization. Boy, that's a certainly 180 from the way it's always been. Right. The other side of it is. When you walk through those backfields and you watch these kids, and I've had a chance to do that for a couple of days, they're all over it. I mean, and the younger guys now are managers and coaches and Mickey Story, our guy at, at, at AAA. I, I don't know that I've ever met a 32-year-old AAA manager. I can't remember one in 15 seasons in, in AAA. You know, the side of it is it's the dawning of a new day, and the Astros are right on the lip of 
the leaders. You, you are. Hey, no, we are. We are. And, and I, I remember, you know, I remember being a 34-year-old manager um, when I got the job with the Diamondbacks, and, and I look back at the picture. At, at the winter meetings, they take a manager picture. And I'm 34 years old. I just got the job. I go to the winter meetings, and there's Bobby Cox and Tony La Russa and Cito Gaston and Buck Shaw. I'm like, That's oh. crazy. I look like a kid. I mean, I was a young, young kid at that time. Sure. And I think some of our, our minor league managers feel that way right now. We've got a couple guys in big league camp with their eyes wide open because they're, they're working around Hall of Fame caliber players like a Justin Verlander or Jose Altuve, but at the same time learning their craft. The thing about, the thing about today's, and this is where JV's really good about it, our other players are good at it, if you're not evolving in this sport, if you don't believe in that, and you're just going to be stuck in this is how I was, that's how it's supposed to be, or this is how, just, you just might as well get out of the sport. Like, it's just not where the sport is going. And to use the old Wayne Gretzky quote, like, you got to go where the puck is going. You have to skate where the puck is going, not where it's been. And if you don't do that, it's hard time working for the Astros because when some of the things that we do, uh, albeit creative, you can call it progressive, you can call it creative, um, if you look at our track record, if you look at our minor league performance, if you look at our major league performance, it's right. It's not just different. It's right. One of the, the things, too, Steve and AJ, I, I, that I really have been impressed with was the book that Ben Reeder wrote, Astro Ball, and the fact that when Verlander needed to make an adjustment and Garrett Cole did, they saw on right on a paper right. what was wrong, what was going on through analytics, and they bought in. That's got to be yeah. huge for an organization to be able to point to young kids and say, these guys. They do it. Yeah, no, they do it. And if they're doing it, then certainly a young pitcher is going to come up and do it. And, and the thing about that I'm the most proud of as the manager is when, when, you, when you're trying to build a culture, when you're trying to make sure that you have everybody on board or you're trying to, you're trying to set the bar high enough or the standards high enough, you, you look at other organizations that do it right. Um, like them or not, the Golden State Warriors have, have been incredible the last decade. Yep. The New England Patriots, love them or hate them, they have been incredible in the last decade. You look at what the San Antonio Spurs have done during the Tim Duncan era. That, that when those generational decades of, 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 of good teams, the Braves in the, in the 80s and 90s, the Bulls in the 80s and 90s, the, the, they had a culture to where no matter when they brought crazy people in, they, they, you know, they, they, they get on board. They, they automatically come in. You have all these makeup questions about certain people that go to the Patriots. Somehow Bill Belichick finds a way to make it work. You have certain guys that go, and all of a sudden, oh, Kevin Durant can't play with Stephon Curry. All of a sudden, they have the best team in the league. So we have that now where when these players are coming in, Michael Brantley comes in immediately. He knows what's expected of him. Garrett Cole comes in. Justin Verlander, probably the guy I was the most concerned about, is he's, he's pretty good already. He's a Hall of Fame caliber player. If, he, if he's not on board, it can be very detrimental. And what does he do? He learns a new pitch in 2017 down the stretch and breaks it out in the ALCS, which is a split-finger fastball he'd never thrown before, and he, he threw it with the bases loaded against Brett Gardner. Now, that might be the extreme of taking it into the game. I don't, I'm not sure I really wanted that, but, but I love the openness. And if Justin Verlander's open, you think Forrest Whitley's not going to be open? No doubt. He's absolutely going to learn from the best. Because of that, how important was it when Cole came over, Verlander came over, and say Brantley comes over, how important was the actual message and how it came across to those guys. That was a pivotal point for this organization to be able to get that message across yeah. in the right way so they'd buy in. Yeah, you got to be real with them, and, and you, have to, you have to be open with them. You know, we meet with every player at the beginning of spring training, and we give them a set of goals that we're going to try to accomplish. I don't care if your name is 
you know, the last man on the roster or all, of, all the way up to the top man of the roster. Jose Altuve has a meeting. We beat him up a little bit on this is what you need to do better, this is what you don't do well. Um, and then, then we go out and, and form a plan on how to, how to get him better. Um, the fact that the players buy in is, the, is, the, is sort of the secret sauce because if they don't, if they don't feel like it can help them, uh, but they're invested in it. If they don't feel like they can help them, then it's, then it's going to be detrimental. But we have a collection of players that um, they just, they're never satisfied. They play for a guy in me that's never satisfied, and that's, that's one, of the, one of the gems that we have going right now and why we're considered one of the best teams in baseball, if not the best team in baseball. Not having played pro ball, I, I think I have a sensibility about this that may be a little bit different, and it, and it is this. You, can talk, you both played big leagues both played triple a i've never heard a triple a player say verbatim that he felt as if he had been counseled the right way led the right way there's a lot of incongruity to all this right. yet i sense that there's a huge sense of purpose because these kids feel like they belong to the astros sure they are moving toward a goal. They know you've won World, won World Series, and there are many more to win. I, I just think – I just get that sense. Yeah, they will. They'll, the they'll, they may not like the information that we give them, but they'll, but they'll live it. You know, and they'll understand it. They'll know, their, they'll know their, the pros and cons and what's going on with them. But, but I will tell you this. The, the, this is not the time to doubt the Astros. If you're a player, I, I think we – I think, and this is sound a little bit cocky, we know what we're doing. I mean, we're, the proof is in the production, and – and we've got to be creative in how to keep these guys motivated, especially at, at AAA. Um, but th we've got a pretty good thing going, and we've got to try to make it better. All right, this is the official hot stove show of the Houston Astros. It's presented by Carbot Brewing Company. We're live from Duffy Sports Grill downtown, West Palm Beach. You can join the conversation by using the hashtag AstroLine on social media or by posting your comments on Facebook Live. Our guest tonight is A.J. Hinch. The manager of the Astros will be right back. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. With plenty of player interaction and warm weather, spring training is something every baseball fan needs to experience. So, see you later! Get to West Palm Beach and see your Houston Astros in action at the 15 ballpark of the Palm Beaches. While you're here, don't miss our 20 craft breweries and 47 miles of beautiful beaches. Start planning your trip at thepalmbeaches.com for the best way to experience Florida. Welcome back to Duffy's. We are in West Palm Beach. I'm Mike Cabs, voice of the Round Rock Express fans. You can catch a first glimpse of this year's top prospects as the Hooks and Express play two exhibition games during the Houston Astros Futures Weekend. This home-and-home -home series kicks off in Corpus Christi March 30th and moves on to Round Rock on the 31st. Visit AstrosFutures.com for more information, Steve Sparks. Thank you, Mike Caps. Uh, our guest tonight is A.J. Hinch. Can I hear anybody out there? you just eating. Yeah. Eating and drinking at Duffy Sports Grill, one of the best sports grills in all of Florida, this is a great place. And when the NCAA tournaments start, uh, I'm sure there's 
This place is going to be a packed house as well. AJ, I want to talk uh, about what you guys, you're talking about a culture with this Astros organization. And then you start to fit two or three guys in at a time. And guys start coming through the clubhouse doors. And there's some big personalities. Uh, Tony Kemp's one of them. Bregman's coming in the last year and a half. Where would you have been social media-wise as a player? Because we, we were teammates, but you were pretty unassuming. Yeah, I, mean, I would have been. Yeah, I would have been on the quieter side. I wasn't social media-wise. Yeah, social media-wise. I wasn't. I wasn't that quiet in the clubhouse. I was, but publicly, I probably would have been. I would have been closer to Sp Springer's anti-social media policy. Yeah, is he anti-social? No, no, I'm not. No, but he's anti-social anti media. Ah, right, ah, right. Ah, yeah, he, we call it private. Who's anti-social uh, on the team? Um, I don't think there's too many. We don't really allow that. You're around each other so much. I mean, there's a few guys that, that stay pretty quiet, but that doesn't make them anti-social. But um, now we have a pretty pretty intensely close group. I mean, it's, it's fun to watch these guys in their banter. You know, it was fun to see the personality of Charlie Morton get pulled out, who, who would like to be private, right? Yeah. But they pulled it out of him, they and did. it was yeah, great. Th that's the, one of the things about um, – about being on a team, you will you will you will figure each other out over six months, seven months, eight months, and and uh, you know there's some stories that can be told, there are stories that cannot be told. Sure, but, um, <laughs> you know that certainly that team over the last couple seasons uh, accomplished so much that those stories will last forever. Not many questions in spring training. One of them is who's going to be the fifth starter. I happen to think it, it, it's kind of a a big circle. Who's healthy? Who's ready to go in the bullpen? Who's effective? And all those stuff on whether or not you need Brad Peacock in the bullpen or the rotation. Right. Is that right? Yeah, I, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I still think the rotation will dictate what we do in the bullpen more so than what we do in the gotcha. bullpen will dictate the rotation. I mean, I think when you're handing the ball, like I talked about, to the to the guy every five days, um, you want to feel really good about it. And and sometimes I think Peacock gets pushed to the back of the line simply because he is one of the quieter guys. He's willing to do whatever. He he's really good at he's whatever good at both. We, yeah, whatever we want him to do. Um, and then you look back at the 21 games that he started in 2017. He got a save in the World Series. There, um, he, he's just a guy that can can be very reliable, and, and I know what I'm going to get every every five days. And then you have some young kids that are from Valdez or Josh James, or or you know you talk about Whitley and, and Martin and Bukaskis and Belak. And I think I think there's going to be uh, a number of guys that make starts for us this year. I think where we start it in the in the first five games of the year is going to get a ton of attention. But in reality, I think we're gonna um, we're gonna end up skipping the guy here or there. Some of the young kids is gonna come get pushed into the into the rotation. Maybe Jeff makes a trade or or signs somebody, and all of a sudden that would factor in. So I I try not to get locked into into anything right now until we actually know what our team's gonna look like. Well, you made the point on the break about uh, Tony Kemp and, and about Tyler White non-factors maybe early in spring training last year and they play in the playoffs it's the same sort of thing it is it it, it, and it takes you know they, on average i think major league teams use 10 or 11 starters every year in right. the rotation that may or that makes starts for them um you know you use upwards of 30 to 30 to 40 players throughout the year and um you know so it's 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 easy to zero in on who we break camp with and there's nothing um, quite like that breaking with a team. If you're if you're a guy who's never made an opening day roster, that's a really big deal, and it certainly is something that we take very serious. But um, if we think we're gonna 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 have the same five men in our rotation into August like we did last season, that's just an unrealistic goal. I hope they're healthy. I hope they're good. 
Um, I hope we don't have any mishaps or a rain out in, on the road or something where we have a double header and we all of a sudden have to mess with it. Um, the reality is, is 162 games will test your depth as much as it will test the team that you break with. One player that made your opening day roster last year was Derek Fisher. Uh, then we kind of forgot about him. And I'm, not, I'm, I'm sure you're not in the same way that we are, but we kind of forgot about him because we saw Miles Strong, we saw Kemp, and we saw some guys, and we heard about guys, and then he got lost in the shuffle. But this spring, he's back. He's back, isn't he? <laughs> he's, he's right in there. He, no, he's a good player, and he's going to get a lot of attention this spring because um, we are trying to make sure that he, he realizes that he's a part of it. I mean, I, um, you know, what, pick your favorite highlight from the 2017 World Series. Yeah. Mine is the, is the base hit by Bregman, and, and Fisher comes scoring around second, from second to home. Um, now, that was a pinch run for McCann in which McCann had, had told me, like, I would have scored on that. Like, it was in the left center. It wasn't that close of a play. And but, Fisher running a And Fisher a running, it's, an, it's, a, it's a breeze. So I, um, but, I, but I think that's, again, something that we, in this industry, in, to a fault, we move on to the next guy yeah. very quickly. That's we fall sad. in love with what we don't know. I'm ashamed we, of you. I, of me. I think, I mean, I would say you um, are, are Yeah, more I'm as fickle as it gets, right? Because right? I, I tell you stuff. But I want, I, want, I want these guys to understand they're still a part of it. And at some point, like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if someone's going to take a ball off the elbow or yeah. uh, there's going to be a bad slide or a hamstring or a quad. Like, I... And I don't care who the replacement is. Right, right now, we have our choice. I was ex explaining it at the break. Let's say we need a left-handed hitter, and the, all these guys are at AAA. Fisher, Tucker, Reed, Alvarez. Wow. I mean, that you could go any, any route that you want to go. I mean, it's, it's an, it, you have to be the right guy. I know right what your place. answer is. Whoever's you, hitting the best. <laughs> my I, answer. I, I would thought you were going to say whoever we're playing and who they match up the best with. That, no, that, that factors in a little bit too. But the guy that the guy that's that's playing well is the guy that is, ends up getting the call at the right situation. I mean, obviously Reed is the one exception given he plays first base and it probably takes a specific injury for something like that to help him. But um, we have an we have a, a an uncanny ability to just pick the best the best guy available and yeah. go with it. And, it. and if he takes the opportunity. A la Tony Kemp and Tyler White last year. They end up on a playoff roster. They both start uh, ALCS games, and, and they both are pretty secure in their spots this season. I would love to know to have those two guys seated right here at this table and say, at what point did it click for you? I, I just think that would be huge. To yeah, it's hard, it's hard. I mean, it's interesting, and, and they're, they're very different personality-wise. So Tony Kemp last year was in, the, in a competition with Derek Fisher. And, and Fish barely beat him out. Um, they were kind of – we just had to pick – and we picked kind of the guy that we felt like was the best for us to start the season. We picked Fish. Tony goes down to AAA um, and con just continued performing. And, and I think – and this is not, this is, this is not uh, to say Tony can't be an everyday player because he can be. He is one of the best at not playing, coming up, putting up a really good at bat, getting on base, leading off an inning to pinch hit. Like there's a spark to him. You know, if I start him on a Sunday day game, there's a ton of energy in the building. Like people, it's like he's kind of that guy that, that every team so has. So valuable. It's so valuable. Tyler White, on the on the other hand, is someone who just methodically has hit his way to the to the DH spot in the ALCS last year, and he came up and did tremendously well uh, when he first got called up. And just by sheer numbers and the way our roster was shaken down, we had to send him down. And he just looked at me in sort of a a puzzled look and said, "What do I have to do to stay up here?" And I'm just like, keep hitting, man. Just keep hitting. And he went down to AAA, hit a bunch of homers, comes back up, hit some memorable home runs. I remember the familiar home run against the A's. Right. The A's were trying to catch us. He goes deep in a walk-off. Um, 
some some big moments where, you know, you go from from sort of an outcast or, or out of sight, out of mind to right in the heart of a pennant race. It can happen overnight if you're if you're one of these players. You guys in the Oakland A's kind of ran away with the division last year, and the A's winning 97 games. What's the toughest matchup? You know, like a blanket statement. What makes them so tough with you guys? Uh, really, they're at bats. You know, they have. Uh, they well, first off, they've they've improved defensively. They used to be a team where That's you right. would go into Oakland and you would just just run the ball out. They're going to make a mistake, and and then they went to a team that was that even though they didn't have notable starters, they would just get the ball to the bullpen and they would have six innings of bullpen that was elite. Um, then they all of a sudden, some of their young guys, specifically Chapman the two corners, Olson. yeah, Matt yep. Chapman and Matt Olson on the corners started hitting 20-plus homers and playing gold glove defense. And you could see the maturity start to come. And um, before you know it, they, they just they play a very good brand of baseball. They're hard to get out. And now it's changed a little bit. You know, Jed Lowry's not there anymore and – and they're going to have to navigate some of the changes on their team, and their payroll always is a challenge for right. them. But um, those young players that all of a sudden matured, you know, their versions of, of our, just like our guys, Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, Marcus Simeon, uh, Oriano, who got traded over there from, from us and, and became a really good player. Piscotti gets traded over from the Cardinals, and that you know, kind of heartwarming story of, of, of them trading him near his mother. And um, he came, had a breakout season, so it's – um, it can happen, and that's why we've got to stay on, kind of on top of what we do because they're 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 not too far behind us. Astros manager AJ Hinch, Steve Sparks, I'm Mike Caps. Astro Line, the official spring training hot stove show of the Houston Astros, presented by Carbot Brewing Company. We're back for one final time from Duffy Sports Grill, downtown West Palm Beach. This is the Houston Astros Radio Network. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye. Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. With plenty of player interaction and warm weather, spring training is something every baseball fan needs to experience. So, see you later. get to West Palm Beach and see your Houston Astros in action at the 15 ballpark of the Palm Beaches. While you're here, don't miss our 20 craft breweries and 47 miles of beautiful beaches. Start planning your trip at thepalmbeaches.com for the best way to experience Florida. And welcome back to Astroline. Last segment here at Duffy Sports Grill. Good whistle. We got AJ Hitch on with us here uh, on Astroline. Mike Caps is the co-host, who is the voice of the Round Rock Express, the new affiliate of the Astros and AAA uh, in the PCL. We've been there before, though. We're returning. Finally, we're going back to Round Thank Rock. Thank God. Right back where we belong. Yes, sir. You're excited about you it. Better betcha. AJ, why all the transparency? Wait. I mean, I know you want to be yourself. But everybody that I know that comes in contact with you is, man, he is really a straight shooter. Where does that come from? Is that your um, dad? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's I think always as a player. So I, I think of it as a player. All you want to know is the truth, yes. even if it's the brutal truth. Right. And, and I feel like in my career, um, it was just something that I picked up. I think the people that I, that I appreciated the most or I respected the most shot it straight with me. So as a, um, you know, at, to, the, to the players, it's, it's very easy for me to – to just to just be myself and be real with it. When it comes to the media and it comes to the 
the people that travel with us. Um, I just think what you see is what you get with me, and and I try to be fair to everybody and and give them what they need, and 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 hopefully makes everybody, makes hopefully everybody enjoys yeah enjoys the enjoys the time. When did you know that you were going to be a manager? I mean, was there any point in your man or playing career where you thought, man, no. I think I'd like to do this? Never, never, never. No. And in fact, when I got stopped playing, I wanted to be uh, GM and be in the front office. And um, and then Josh Burns, who's a, who is um, is now someone who works for the Dodgers, was the GM of the Diamondbacks. And when he took me to lunch, he said, uh, "I want you to be a manager." And I thought he was going to make me fire Brett Butler in Double A. <laughs> <laughs> who was in Mobile, Alabama, oh, oh, oh and I'm like, gosh. man, I'm going to have to go manage in double-A. And he said, no, 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 I want you to go to the big leagues. That was so ridiculous. I ended up being the manager of the Diamondbacks. So I, but I had no uh, no thought of managing until they, until they asked me. Well, we're glad you're here, man. Thanks for having you, me. You brought the world championship yeah. to, to Houston. Well, and, uh, a lot we're of expect, help. We're, we're expecting, we're expecting a little bit another more. Bar set done. pretty high around here. Bar set high. Uh, there's a yeah. lot of people here, and it's because of you, man. You're, you're magnetic. You. So no doubt. Uh, I want to thank you, Mike Caps. Uh, we're going to be around you My for a lot. Pleasure. My and, of pleasure. course, AJ, thanks a lot. I know it's a three-and-a-half-hour game, a struggle to get here. I can't thank you enough for being Not here. Anything to hang out with you, Sparky. I appreciate it. Matt Boltz is our engineer. Bob Elliott back in the studio. As always, the shooting stars and all you fans out here, we thank you from the bottoms of our hearts. It's going to be another great season. You are listening to Astroline, brought to you by Carbot Brewing Company, right here at Duffy Sports Grill on Clematis and West Palm. Thanks a lot. Astroline. You've been listening to Sports Talk 790 Astroline. The Astros' official preseason show, presented by Carbock Brewing Company. Astro Line. On Sports Talk 790, home of the Strohs. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.